The following is an America Matters media production. The views expressed do not necessarily represent those of the station or its advertisers, although we think they should. But that's the opinion of America Matters media. Welcome to Talking Truth to Power, America's uh, Freedom Talk Radio, heard in Nevada and the world. We're on AM 1130. And in California, where DeSantis has warned Californians not to come and, and pollute his state. <laughs> you see that? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he doesn't want Californians to come out to Florida. <laughs> You've done enough damage in California. And now we're also on FM. 90 locally here 937 we and we've got a repeater where uh channel oh uh, we blast out in fernley now fernley, so there's another yeah. what two hundred thousand your yeah. region yeah all right of of the hicks yep so we are expanding i'm sorry <laughs> did you say hicks i said hicks <laughs> <laughs> in the great dust bowl of the ferndale we love the hicks here on <laughs> talking truth and power all deplorables are welcome <laughs> we're deplorables yeah we That's are right so uh, we're white, we're racist, we're all those things, aren't we? <laughs> yes, we are. Anti-Semitic. Yeah, Don't that's forget right. that. I mean, do we have a Jews in the news segment this week? Uh, no, not an official. One, oh. no. no, we're taking easy on our Semitic brethren. But uh, Madeline Albright's uh, memorial was this morning. Oh, was it? Yeah. So you know, she cared about people. Oh yeah, she was a people person. She really was, and especially family, children. Especially children. Yeah. Yes. And we know this because <laughs> she told us. <laughs> okay, so I'm Brenda Trainer, award-winning writer here in Nevada. I, my co-host Leland Fagri, who's also a screenwriter and a musician, and we have the inevitable or inimitable <laughs> Shanimo Lawson working behind the boards. Morning. Good morning, and. Uh, so, what do we have today? Well, that's. Uh, I guess we should start off talking about the Russian invasion. Although, you we know, should. I guess so. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's now in day sixty-three, and the Russians are still not out of gas. Uh, and the uh, it's a pathetic thing to look at, though, isn't it? Yeah. Honest to God. Yeah. <laughs> the collective West is telling their people, including in the United States, but primarily in places like Germany and and uh, England to uh, shower less, eat less, and perhaps die a little sooner than they had planned just to annoy Putin. Seems reasonable. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got to preserve democracy and our values. And whatever it takes, yes. you know, shower a little less, eat a little less, <laughs> die a little sooner. What's the matter with that? <laughs> So Italy has imposed uh, gas rationing on its public schools and buildings, and uh, you know the private sector would be next. Uh, you know, it, it, all of this is supposed to make Vladimir Putin feel so bad that Italians are colder in winter that he'll just turn off the war. He's a sensitive guy. Yeah, <laughs> when he's not a thug, yeah. he's a sensitive guy. <laughs> Always worse than a thug. I know that because I hear all the neocons. Yeah. 
all they're talking about talking him. about him. Yeah, yeah. Oh, um, he's much worse than than a thug. And how long will the Republicans back the Democrats in allowing Biden to be a war president? I mean, as long as it takes. It's because <laughs> it's the, the industrial military complex at uh, at all cost. Yep. Well, um, what am I doing here? <laughs> I mean, even if that stuff gets taken out, and it looks like a lot of it is being taken oh, out. Oh, yeah. Once it gets into Ukrainian airspace, it's gone. It's gone, yeah. It's targeted. It's targeted. So, And that doesn't matter to them either. They'll just, re- they'll just keep sending it in. They'll just re- keep replacing it. It's money. At taxpayer expense. That's, right. We're paying it's, for it. We're paying for it. It's all our money. So the industrial military complex doesn't care. No. They, they, they're raking we'll it in. We'll replace it. Oh, did that, that one not get through? All right, we'll send another one out. There. See, the last two years was big farmers' turn. We we made sure they made all yeah, the money. Now right. it's the military-industrial complex. Right. their turn. They've got to take it. The Russians are coming! The Russians are coming! <laughs> and Zelensky says uh, that, uh, or has demanded, that uh, the globalists control Russian nukes. Isn't that convenient? Mm-hmm. So that sup- sets up the table at the UN, because that's what he's saying, is the United Nations ultimately will control the nuclear arms race. That's what Zelensky is advocating. Oh, yeah, that's what he's advocating. It's perfect. That's why Zelensky is there, saying what he is. Yeah, of course. He was placed there to... To run interference for our global design. Exactly. And... uh, we are now officially in a proxy war with Russia, even though Congress has never debated it or declared it. Or well, just like, like Vietnam that. and Korea. Yeah, exactly. Those were, those were never declared either. We're no longer there to fight for that fabulous democracy that Zelensky holds dear to his heart. But you know why this one is different? Why is it different? Because it's east-west rather than north-south. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's the only difference. You mean they're killing blonde, blue-eyed people that instead kind of, of dark-haired, brown-eyed people? One way of putting it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, it doesn't so matter as long as they're not Jewish. Done, if you if you hold near and dear to you that you uh, um, like to be able to... Uh-huh. Anyway. <laughs> Yep. Oh, my God. The this... Anglo-American Zionist Nazi Satanist conspiracy rolls on. His discognition, I'm telling you, has now become a lot more, a bigger part of the narrative than it has been. Mm-hmm. Everybody's bringing it up now that used to avoid the subject. Right. Okay. It's going to be, you know, how do you get him through the midterms and then beyond? You know, that's going to be the challenge. And it's not a challenge that they're finding easy. I know they floated uh, Pete Buttigieg as the uh, heir apparent because Kamala has failed utterly. Uh, Yeah, ostensibly uh, his position has been raised because hers has been in remission now for some time. I can't imagine why either one of those two people are even remotely of any value to the Democrat Party, and I don't think they are. (laughs) 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 Laughing is infectious, isn't it?
sponsor this or any America Matters program by calling 775-827-8900. Mixed Now back to the show. Well, welcome back to Talking Truth to Power. I'm your host, Brendan Trainer. I'm here with Leland Fagri. And uh, we are talking about the, uh, the war in the Ukraine. Uh, from a different point of view here, uh, you're going to hear more details and uh, well, less, that's an biased, understatement. less biased commentary. <laughs> <Yeah>. Yes. <laughs> so uh, they've been uh, the West, the collective West, has been trying to open up a second front in the war. They tried it uh, in uh, Nagorny Barak or, or Armenia between Armenia and Azerbaijan. They've been stirring up trouble between Russia and Japan. But they may get it over uh, a country that's not really a country, but it's kind Which of sovereign. One is that? It's called Transnistria. Called uh, Moldavia. Yeah, Moldova. Moldova. Yeah. Moldova. And uh, it's uh, the same uh, scenario as the Ukraine. Uh, well, a little bit different because their beef with Moldova was right after the collapse of the Soviet Union in 1991 when Moldova and to put it fairly, Moldova is primarily a Western-oriented country. Its culture is primarily Romanian, which is uh, the forgotten Latin language. But uh, uh, the thing is that the ethnic Russians, right along a strip of land bordering right on the Ukraine, they refuse to go along with that. And they are now, and really not officially anything, but they're acknowledged by Moldova as an autonomous region, and they Moldova admits they really have no control over it. There's about 1,500 Russian peacekeepers there, soldiers. So Lots of Russians spoken in that area. Yeah, lots of Russians spoken. They're <laughs> ethnic Russians, and uh, they just didn't want to go along with joining the EU. Now, Moldova is I'm not with part them on of, that. Yeah. <laughs> Moldova <laughs> itself is not in the EU or NATO, although Romania is, and there's really more danger of Moldova being taken over by Romania than by Russia. I mean, Putin doesn't really want it to have anything to do with the ethnic uh, Romanian uh, westernized uh, people of Moldova. He just, they want to, like all ethnic Russians that are separated from the motherland, he has concern about them and their treatment. So if he goes in the south, if uh, along the northern shore of the Black Sea, if the Russians go through to Odessa, which people think they will, and Russia's threatening to do it unless Ukraine comes to the table right now, but Ukraine is not going to come to the table because we're giving them arms and we're encouraging them to fight to the last Ukrainian. Mm -hmm. So they're not going to come to the table. So then Russia will undoubtedly move westward and capture uh, Odessa a very strategic uh, old city with a lot of history to it. And uh, then they will have a land bridge that would connect with Transnistria. So what's going on there now is it looks like uh, Ukraine wants to uh, widen the war and bring it to Transnistria, uh, which is not in, not fighting the war at the moment. And it, they uh, there were some strange attacks and explosions in Transnistria, which uh, many uh, feel is a false flag. And because it's Russian-oriented, uh, the attacks on these uh, government buildings would really be attacks on Russia. So that's uh, 
that's a way to expand the war and possibly get NATO involved. If well, they're already decides, involved. Yeah, well, they're already involved, but more officially, they're, they're but even they're more They're already involved. providing right. uh, a lot of arms, uh, and there's, it's getting a lot of attention in, right. in our local or American media, mm-hmm. and uh, it, it acts as an escalation. You know, It's clearly yes. an escalation. Well, yeah. Well, that was the whole thing about Ukraine from the beginning, even though it was not being admitted to into NATO uh, because Ukraine, you can't have a divided one reason is you can't have a country that's divided by a civil war be admitted to nato but the thing is it was a de facto arm of nato they were getting all these armaments and training exactly you know that every one reason why the ukrainian army is fighting a lot better now than they would have in 2014 and 15 is that they've been being trained by by the nato and uh they have and then the Azov people, the neo-Nazis, have been infiltrated into almost every gr- unit of the uh, Ukrainian army, sort of like the Russians did in World War II with their political commissars that they put into every you know battleship and every division mm-hmm. to keep them in line. So, and it looks like they're crossing the, the Russian border. Yes, they're attacking with, inside Russia with now. some shoulder-carried uh, weapons that uh, are taking out a lot of strategic uh, oil plants, yeah. manufacturing, and like that. They're uh, low-flying helicopters at night, which is extremely dangerous. I mean, tactically, you got to hand it to them for even oh, attempting yeah. it. Yeah, they're, they're they're amazing. Yeah, but uh, a tenacious group of soldiers, these yes. Ukrainian Azov people. <laughs> And, uh, you know, I think it prolongs the war. It, that's all it does. Yeah. I mean, Russia's fighting with its hands behind its back. Now, for the first time, because of all these armament shipments, Russia's going to start attacking rail, railroads and bridges. In other words, infrastructure. Mm-hmm. They haven't been doing that up until now. Not but much, yeah. Now, so the uh, all of these uh, collective Western provocations, and, you know, Zelensky was over there and... Uh, uh, Austin was over there, and I mean, in Kiev, Zelensky, Austin, and Blinken met just this last weekend, and they pretty much came out and said, We're no longer fighting for democracy and our values, we're fighting to wound Russia. Yes, and they, they're beginning to acknowledge that Russia is going to tactically and strategically win the war, but they're hoping that there will be a, uh, a low level resistance like in Afghanistan that will weaken Russia over the long term. Mm-hmm. And that's that's debatable because, you know... Effectively the, a civil war. That's what they're trying the to keep promoting, a yeah. civil war, exactly. Mm-hmm. Which is why for its own security, that means that Russia will even oh, more hear, likely... Did you hear that? What? No. That was those were the champagne corks that blew out of the, <laughs> the, of the Pentagon and the industrial military complex. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what that was. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So Russia's, uh, you know, gonna. The thing is that this is not like Afghanistan, where where most of the people in Afghanistan did not like us occupying them. The people in the Donbas are celebrating. They they were actually handing flowers to the tank drivers. He got that on video. So, and then now in uh, Kherson, which is the 
province just to the north of Crimea. It's still a, a seaport on the Dnieper River. And uh, Zaporozhye, which is next to it. And then next will probably be Kharkov or Kharkov. Uh, they're holding, they're going to hold referendums. And they're already using rubles instead of the Ukrainian currency, the Hervana. And they, they have Russian flags flying off of the uh, government buildings in these provinces. So they're not going back. <laughs> and it's going to be with popular support. Will there be a, a dissident faction that will carry out a guerrilla war? You know, maybe, but there's a, a good likelihood they won't, that the Ukrainians will just migrate to the what's left of Ukraine <laughs> after I, this is over, if I anything. Don't know. I don't know. They're a tenacious group. They may not ever stop. Yeah. <laughs> that may not ever <laughs> Well, we'll see. But uh, More champagne corks. That's more what that champagne corks, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, already the Western governments are running out of all these surplus, you know, equipment that they've been sending there. Some well, that's it, what they see it as a way to resupply exactly. NATO countries with newer equipment. Exactly. They got rid of the old Soviet era stuff. So yeah, so now made, they have to go buy new stuff. They made it very clear that that was part of this process. So. Right. So the people in Europe and America are going to suffer from inflation and food and energy shortages, but... Those NATO Miller, countries, they're yeah. going to be razor yeah. sharp with weapons, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's all a big game. War is a racket, it as is a racket. General Smedley Butler said in the 20s. And as Ron Paul uh, re-quoted him yesterday, or yeah. the day before yesterday. Oh, yeah. yeah. So it's... Uh, it's the way the world works now. Now, we do have some good news. Vlogger What's the good news? Gustavo Lura, Lura oh, yeah, is alive. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, he's yeah. still with us. Yeah. He was detained by the uh, secret police, the SBU, and they took away all his uh, phones and uh, they took away his uh, access, his accounts. They shuttered his accounts. Uh, but uh, and he was detained for five or six days and finally released. Apparently wasn't tortured. But he uh, can't talk about it. He might be under some kind of house arrest. Probably. Now. Yeah. We'll let you go, but you got to keep your mouth shut. Well, he's not. Yeah. <laughs> he's still appearing. But he was for a shows. while. Yeah. Because they stole everything. They stole he had. everything. Yeah. He has a new uh, Twitter account. I think it's Gustavo Lira 1968. But uh, I haven't hooked up with him yet. How new is that account? Brand new. Brand new. Just since he got out of uh, the this detention or just as elon musk signed on the bottom line <laughs> <laughs> yeah well, i'm gonna get a twitter account now i think sure why not yeah uh, you know. I, never, I was never interested in promoting or have anything to do with that entity while the raw sewage was at the in the board of directors but uh, now that they're gone i'll uh, gladly take a you know the you know the thing yeah <laughs> And the thing is that little Tweety Bird. <laughs> <laughs> I still think they should get rid of that. But yeah, the, we uh, choose truth over facts. <laughs> <laughs> well said. Don't go away.
Hi, this is Eddie Floyd. Let me tell you about my favorite nonprofit public charity, Wynema Wild Horse Sanctuary, located on the Forsyth Ranch in Hallelujah Junction area. And please go to www.wynemaranch.com. That's W Y N E M A Ranch.com. Unable to listen to the whole show? A recording of today's program will be available later today. Visit AmericaMatters.us and click on the podcast button. Now, back to the show. Well, welcome back to Talking Truth to Power. I'm your host, Bernard Trainer, my co-host, uh, Leland Fabry. Hey, have you ever thought that no matter who you vote for, you always get John McClain? Never. I, <laughs> I never thought that. <laughs> well, I think a lot of people in France are thinking about that right now because uh, <coughs> Macron handily beat Marine Le Pen in the uh, about sixty forty again in the final election, even though well, no, not again. She did better this time. So she did a little bit better, yeah. but it was still. But they, oh yeah, they sent a, they the propaganda machine went out went out after her very very succinctly. Uh huh. Oh and, yeah, you know they they turned out, but a lot of people just turned out to vote against her. Yeah, exactly. Not for Macron. Right. The people on the left—that yeah. was the big issue. That's right. Whether the people that voted for uh, Melanchon, who was came in third, only a few points behind Le Pen, and uh, whether they would stay home or whether they would uh, hold their nose and vote for Macron, and Is I it? guess they put some you know, Vaseline up their nose and decided to go uh, <laughs> vote well, for... It's an electoral Trump. strategy that's worked uh, in many cases over the last 100 years. You run enough candidates, it splits the vote. And yeah. That's how that's what they did here, because if you put all of the opposition together to Macron, they had about 52% of the vote in total. Yeah. So that would have, be, that would have defeated him. Right. But uh, unfortunately, it it's rigged yeah you it, might say it worked out very well so it doesn't work out that way but it's still about the parliament yes the assembly the, the assembly. assembly yeah so uh you know she could still play a significant role in a few weeks when that uh, is decided yeah we'll see i mean uh her base is in the south uh near uh, uh places uh marseille and uh, avignon and and uh, all those great southern French cities, that's where her base supposedly is, but she didn't do well there a couple of years ago. So we'll see. Hopefully her party or associated parties uh, will be able to uh, to form enough of an opposition in the uh, French Assembly to keep uh, Macron in check. Because he wants to be, you know, the new Napoleon. He wants to uh, yeah, he does. downgrade Germany and make France the uh, supreme power on the continent. That appeals to the French nationalistic yes. inclination. You know, it's it's always, it's always the same mindset over there, isn't it? It's really always the same. You got to like that about the French, though, you know, because they're very nationalistic. Yes. Yeah, I know. Yeah. That part of it. You know? That part of it is true, yes. Uh, <laughs> I mean, they have a unique culture. They they don't mind the big bureaucracy. In fact, they revel in it as long as it works to their advantage. Yeah, 
And if it doesn't, then not then, unlike anywhere else. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah and then, uh, <laughs> but the, uh, the rootless cosmopolitans have at least now, for now taken mm -hmm. the upper hand. Yeah. Well, Europe is safe <laughs> for now. <laughs> the union that is the, yeah, the European union. All right. So what's new with Hunter Biden? Besides, well, whatever is new with him, he wouldn't know about it. So. <laughs> I know that they, they, the uh, <laughs> peppermint patty and, and her like, they got a lot of explaining to do now about uh, Joe's uh, knowledge of what was going on with Hunter because mm -hmm. more and more evidence is showing up that. Hunter's business partners have visited the White House numerous times. They must really like that tour, you know. Well, that, it's a beautiful place. Yeah. Yeah. Way to go, a hole. You know, well dusted, that kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> and it, uh, the subpoenas that have been issued for Hunter and his brother James Biden, or Joe's brother James, have uh, pretty broad and uh, asking for all financial records back to about 2014. So that's... Well, the only question in my mind is whether we're going to get a special prosecutor out of it. Yeah, that's, that's what really we what get. it com comes down to. Damn, son, where'd you find this? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and uh, it's not clear to me at this point uh, that that's actually going to be in motion before at least the midterms. Right. They're going to drag this thing out, you know, because it goes to Joe. Uh -huh. It's not about Hunter. Uh -huh. It's Joe. Oh, hell no! <laughs> <laughs> like the war is, is not really about Ukraine at right. all. It's, no, it's, it's not. It's about Russia and America. And globalism. Yeah, globalism. So Assange is going to be extradited. The judge has greenlighted it. I, it all that has to happen now is for the secretary uh, the I, I guess the Ministry of Justice. I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. he, his name is Parsi, which is a bad sign right in the beginning. But he's he's going to rubber stamp it. It's all part of the plan. I'm not, I'm not sure it could be any worse for him. That's yeah my, my take on it. Um, he did manage to get married recently uh -huh. to his uh, fiance and mother of his two kids. That must have been quite a honeymoon, huh? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man, that poor guy. Yeah. At the Cannes Film Festival, there was a zombie comedy entry, but the uh, filmmaker called it Z, so he had to change the name. He couldn't, they couldn't wouldn't let him Z. in with, with Z as the name. Unleash <laughs> the beast. We should get some T-shirts made up. I know. I, I'm thinking of that, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so Elon Musk has actually bought Twitter and we're going to see uh, if that is as great a victory as everybody was, is hoping it'll be. Which is what we said on Talking Truth to Power a couple of weeks ago. That right. That was going to happen. Right. Uh, but of course now um, they say that uh, Twitter will become a bastion for white heterosexual males to... Uh, to, to Twitter on. That's why I'm going to get That's an account That's why you're going to get on. Yeah. I'm going to establish an account there finally. 
<laughs> I should feel right at home. <laughs> but the problem now is the EU does. Will the European Union allow Twitter in Europe because they have banned all hate speech? Mm -hmm. And right. then, of course, actually, will it be a bastion of freedom? Because, you know, on Trump's uh, platform, Truth Social, which he says he's going to stay on, you can't say mean things about Israel or the Jews on that. Platform. Oh, that's point. Yeah, good point. Yeah, yeah they mm -hmm. put that out. They put that in their terms of service after Trump bought bought the thing. So, just how much free speech you're going to have? That still remains to be seen. Well, it's another platform. Yes, it's it's going to be better. More I more the think. better, more the better. I think. You know? Right. You can't discuss that issue. You can discuss it over here. You can't okay. discuss it over here. We'll discuss it over there. <laughs> We're just running from shop to shop. Done that all my life, anyway. <laughs> no different. <laughs> and then the libs of TikTok. That was in the news. Boy, this social media wars, uh, they're going to keep keep going. It's kind of like Ukraine. It's going to be never-ending, huh? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so uh, There the, should be some sort of a, an IQ lit or academic litmus test, though, for, <laughs> for those who seek, you know, accounts in these mediums because, Jesus, there's really nothing on TikTok. Hell, I don't even find anything on Instagram. Uh -huh. I don't even, I'm not active on Instagram because I just think it's just, it's low information. It's just, yeah, it's basically a subset of Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> but with more titillations. Uh, the, uh, there are people like Coconut Kitty on Instagram that are really not on Facebook so much. I don't know who that is. <laughs> you probably don't want to know. Yeah. <laughs> that would hold my attention for about two seconds. <laughs> The, but anyway, uh, Taylor Lorenz, the sobbing liberal. Yeah, right. Who was she's quite a sight, isn't she? Yes. Mm -hmm. And the only reason I know about her is because mainstream media has picked it up. Right. Exactly. She's a columnist for the Washington Post, and she was crying that uh, people on the right were saying mean things about her. Yeah. And it was giving her PTSD. <laughs> <laughs> Kind of like Johnny Depp's uh, former wife. She she claimed to have PTSD too, but the site couldn't find it. Well, but I think they, they deserve each other, those two. Yeah. But uh, this one here, I mean, just give her a Kleenex and let her go away. I mean, honestly. Same, oh, Whoopi's leaving too, right? Uh, yeah, Whoopi's leaving The View. And not coming back anytime soon, in her own words, I think. Mm. But the thing is, Taylor, just a week after she went and on got that interview and was crying about being doxxed, she was doxing the uh, family of the lips yeah. of TikTok creator. <laughs> Did you see they put up in Times Square? They, they no. put, yeah, in Times Square, they put up a, a, a running billboard about how Taylor Lorenz was doxing uh, the, the lips of, of TikTok video. So what's the attraction there to her? What is that? To yeah. Taylor? Yeah. What, what, how does she have that following to begin with? How does Taylor have it? Because yeah. she, she feeds into the uh, leftist, uh, you know, censorship program. So you're saying it's academic? 
no, it's no, not she's... visual. Uh, uh, what her pose? Well, um, whatever. However, it is that she's pulling this off. You know, I just don't get it. <laughs> uh, well, she's just slandering people for a living on Washington, on the Washington Post. With Jeff Bezos is paying. Oh, okay. Text us your questions or comments to 775-237-2266. Now, back to the show. It's the Russian playbook. This is right out of the Russian playbook. Again, we've seen Putin's Syria playbook, Russian disinformation playbook. Biden responds, cyber attacks are part of the Russian playbook. And so now they have resorted to the typical Russian playbook. This is a, a classic page out of a dictator's playbook. Something that we see is in the playbook of Russia right now, like a page from Russia's playbook. Well, did, did you ever notice that uh, we know Russia's playbook, but do they know our toolbox? Yeah, that's right. We talked about this a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> but um, if you need me, I'll just be right over here reading the Russian playbook. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, an EU spokesperson this week, an attractive young German bureaucrat with the EU or NATO, she was interviewed on German TV and she spoke in English, but she said that the Russians are not really Europeans. They're barbaric and had diminished appreciation for the worth of human lives because they have shorter lifespans than the Western Europeans. And uh, one of the last tweets that Gustavo Lira tweeted out before he was arrested was, uh, no one is talking about the irony of Germans speaking poorly about Russians since Goebbels and... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that was a legitimate reason for but, the war. Was yeah, to them. Yeah, I mean that that just goes to show you that there is this antipathy or hatred of Russia. And for the life of me, I can't really figure out why. Since you know they they were the allies in World War II of the Western powers, and they it's like uh, blaming us for American leadership. Yeah, exactly. You know? <laughs> And speaking of uh, that, uh, you know, Senator Romney and the rabid anti-Russian Keith Oberman yeah. accused uh, <laughs> Tulsi Gabbard of being a uh, Russian spy because she said that we have to find out what's going on with those biolabs in, in the Ukraine. They use this word treason. Way too loosely. I know, way too loosely. That's, and of course, by implication, then Tulsi Gabbard should be tried. And exactly, that was her point. Treason is uh, and piracy, I think, are the only crimes that are really supposed to be federal crimes and punishable by death. And it's punishable by death with two witnesses. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, but so it, this is once again a, an example of Romney's irresponsible behavior. Yes. Uh -huh. Those Mormons, they got to get their act together there in Utah, don't they? Yeah, those magic diapers must not be working. <laughs> So-called Latter-day Saints. Yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. So, uh, 
the uh, she's going to sue. She sent off a letter. Oh, I hope so. Yeah, that to uh, both of them saying that they have to retract and apologize. And I think she said that Romney has to resign from the Senate. <laughs> but it, they should. Re I mean, they have unanimity. They yeah. have immunity for what they say on they the do. Senate floor. Yeah. But it's unclear whether he said that on the Senate floor or not. Yeah. <laughs> that would well, it would be nice to see Oberman go away. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oberman is really over the top. Do you think... Uh, you know, some there's a compilation of things on the internet that he said. There is Oberman. Yeah, Oberman. Oh, I find that hard. To <laughs> and one of them is called Russia, 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 and it's 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 uh, the the whole video is over ten minutes. It's really funny if you listen to it. But that that Russia, Russia, Russia part uh, is just is really good. Russia's not coming. The Russia's not coming. Is that it? No, that's not <laughs> it. <laughs> the Russians are coming. The Russians are coming. Well, I think he's going to blow the dust off. One more. Okay. <laughs> One more try. <laughs> Shanimal's on it. I know we gave him a lot to do this week, didn't we? Yeah. Emergency. No. Everybody to get from street. <laughs> <laughs> that was from the Russians are coming. The Russians are coming. But that's a good one. Yeah, but you got the Keith Oberman there, Shadow. I don't. Russia, so. Russia, Russia. That file that I sent uh, on Saturday. The one had, that we just sent you had about five or diff five different uh, MPs. Yeah. So. Let's see which one. But he's he's a contemptible human being. Oh yeah. Oberman, you know, in many ways worse than Romney. Exactly. I think, you know. I mean, he was. Uh, He's awfully intelligent. He is smart, but he uh, he he real, reveals the underbelly of our opposition more than perhaps anybody else does, and that's why they've kept him sort of in the background lately. Right. Uh, even even his corporate masters don't want him out front. Right. So everything he says that's so over the top is repeated by more genteel people. Yes, exactly. On CNN and MSNBC. Exactly. With yeah. a, a little more decorum. You know, that's exactly what they've done. Yeah. All right, I think we may have it. That's scum, Russian scum. <laughs> well, that's one of the things he says. <laughs> but Russia, always Russia. And that's something else he says too. <laughs> Russia, Russia, Russia. Here we go. Russia, Russia, Russia. 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 Is this going somewhere? Russia, <laughs> Russia, Russia. <laughs> Russia, Russia, Russia. Yeah. And so that's what we've been hearing for the last five years. What a fruitcake. <laughs> this guy started on the ESPN calling uh, yeah. high school football games. Yes. yes. Yeah. 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 What exactly. a fruitcake. All right. <laughs> But he had to take a back seat because he was just over the top, and they relegated him to the – I don't know what they did with him. Did he take a couple of years off or something? Yeah, he wasn't in sports broadcasting for right. a while. I think he's doing something now with the, uh, sports, but again, uh, to make a living. But on the side, he's just this fanatical, hard leftist uh, that hates Russia for whatever reason. Well, he hates us too. 
it doesn't even appear to be Jewish, to be honest with you. <laughs> and I don't say that lightly because the... Uh, well, we the, never say that lightly no, around the, here. Diaspora ethnic Jews have a lot of hatred for Russia. Just look at Adam Schiff. I mean, that's, that's all you got to yeah, do. Yeah, good point. Yeah. He's the poster boy for it. <laughs> and as uh, Durham has revealed this week, he was in from summer of 2016 on the mythology, the conspiratorial mythology that Trump had some relationship with Alpha Bank in Moscow. Uh, yes, yeah. It's a complete lie, prevarication from, yep. the, from the beginning. That was Adam Schiff. And, and this uh, sentiment is among the British elites in particular, you know, the, the, uh, the financial center, London, of banking, mm -hmm. which, you know, let's face it, it's heavily controlled by our Jewish friends, and they <laughs> and they have a ha they have a hatred for Russia. And part of it is probably strategic because America and England are basically sea-based powers. I mean, England is no longer a power, really, but we're apparently uh, mainly maritime powers, and Russia, of course, is mainly a land-based power. Right. So there is that uh, Mackinder was the original theorist of that uh, the heartland he called eurasia the heartland and then the struggle between the heartland and the rim land which was western europe and, and uh, india and so on but uh, which is why the founding fathers were so concerned about entangling our destiny right. with europe any uh, part of it exactly that was the whole point of independence yep uh, just uh, read George Washington's farewell address yeah. and uh, ongoing uh, animosity towards one country is bad, Washington said. We, America, it's, it is the basis of America first, you know, and uh, you can't, you should not have an ongoing hostility, nor should you have a, an ongoing friendship with any nation. You should always put America's interest and the interest of the American people before any of these alliances. And yet, uh, there we are uh, in NATO, not only in NATO, but domineering NATO and domineering Europe. And we're afraid to lose that dominance. We don't, we don't want any peer competitor, neither Russia nor China. But instead of like trying to find a basis for a good relationship with Russia and maybe use that to counterbalance China somewhat. Instead, we've been so caught up in this uh, hatred of uh, Russia, which is really unfathomable to me. If I, you know, look, when I look over you have European to have an enemy. History, the whole point is yeah, from a well, strategic that's part of it, yeah. perspective, you have to, and if you don't have an enemy, you create one. So <laughs> exactly. that's what they've done here is they've manufactured and constructed an enemy to, to legitimize the industrial military complex. Right. And uh, Russia is a Christian country, but it's a Orthodox Christian country, unlike Western Europe, which is primarily Roman Catholic and Protestant. So even though they both worship the same God, you know, they're, they're at each other's throats since 1054. <laughs> yeah. And it's all about, well, theologically, it's all about one thing. I mean, 90% of the battles in Christianity are about the Trinity. 
And that's what it was about, whether the Holy Ghost comes from the God the Father or also from the Father and the Son. That was it. That's why they were the gods. Well, you know what I'm just... This is not... Chris Paul. Oh, you do? Yeah. I, I shed a tear from the other day. Because he's a victim of all of them. <laughs> <laughs> is that what you say? <laughs> Hey, I'm sorry. Watch me forgot to promo the show. Good show, kids. But we will do it. We're in the habit of doing that. Yeah, I know. Sometimes it's hard. Well, it's just we're not in the habit of doing it. So yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. It's in the habit